This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. Hey, everybody, it's Peter Sagal. And it's producer Miles Dornboss. We are continuing our season of giving over here at Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Well, as everyone knows, we're very giving people on this show. That's right, because we don't want to be visited by three ghosts who punish us with visions of our past. Again. <laughs> right? Last week, we dropped an extended interview into the feed for everyone, just as a special little treat. And normally, that bonus episode would be just for our Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Plus supporters. But we're not stopping there. Today, we are giving everyone a chance to hear a quiz game that we play just with our Plus listeners. It's called the Wait, Wait, Wayback Machine. No, no, we do have an ulterior motive. We're trying to tantalize all of you, tempt you, because... If you like all of this and you want to hear more of this bonus content and find out how you can be a future contestant in a Wayback Quiz, all you need to do is sign up for Plus at plus.npr.org. And of course, I should mention, because you're all giving people yourselves, uh, by joining Plus, you're also supporting the work of NPR as well. That's right. All right, Miles, it is time to play the Wayback Machine. Okay, so first things first, let's bring on our contestant, a Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Plus listener from Dallas, Texas. It's Anne Edmonds Aguirre. Hey, Anne. Hi, guys. I'm honored to participate. I'm a big fan of the show. I've seen it live in Nashville, in San Antonio, in St. Louis. And then just last month, my husband and I got to the Studebaker Theater to see it. No way. This is yeah. this must be what it feels like to be in the Grateful Dead, to have somebody travel like that for us. <laughs> I was about to say, you're our first camp follower, and I love it. Do you have an RV that is like decorated with all our faces, I hope? No, but I happen to have lived in all of those cities. We did travel to Chicago, though. That was a travel trip. Uh, well, and in addition to obviously following us across the country, we hear that one of your big passions is baking. The holiday seasons are here. Is there anything that you particularly love to bake kind of during the holidays? So I typically do a lot of baking during the holidays. Pumpkin chocolate chip bread is a staple this time of year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there's some peppermint mocha chocolate cookies. So there's a lot of variety, but lots of cookies, brownies, quick breads, pound cakes, those types of things. I mean, and, and who eats this? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of... I do, Peter. No, it's not like who would eat that, but that's a lot of baking. Do you have a big family? Do you go to parties? I keep inviting Anne to our shows so that <laughs> I can eat them. <laughs> uh, I'm certainly my a personal taste tester, and my husband is also the you know number one taste tester. I bring to share with my students and my colleagues. I bring uh, and and sometimes ship to share with family and friends, so... Oh, wow. Well, what do you teach? You just mentioned being a teacher or students. So uh, not a teacher. I actually am in college counseling. So I help support students and their families to navigate the college search. I mean, I kind of had a premonition that you were in that field when I suddenly, just on seeing you on the Zoom call, felt the weird fear of disappointing you somehow. So clearly, I emotionally understood what your line of work was. <laughs> Well, Anne and Peter, as always, this is how the Wayback Machine works. So I'm going to give you questions about news events that aired on this very show. But the catch is they aired 20 years ago in the month of December 2003, back when we were still recording the show on giant wax cylinders. 
I'm Carl Castle. And I'm Peter Sagal. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me first went on the air on January 3rd, 1998, which means for five years there's been a criminal lack of oversight at both National Public Radio and the Federal Communications Commission because, my friends, we are still here. So that was a celebration of Wait, Wait's first five years back in 2003, and we're now at our 25th anniversary. Peter, can you believe it? Uh, uh, do you believe in miracles? I believe as someone said, I was just thinking actually, uh, that Anne, if you are steering people into careers, make sure that whatever career they get steered into, they're never required to listen to themselves doing it badly 20 years earlier <laughs> because who boy. All right. It's just a trauma that I go through every time we do this, but it's my problem, not yours. Peter, can you hear whether or not you have more hair or no? I can because it's it's more it's like there's a muffling effect. Sure, there's a real thickness to the voice. In, in addition, in addition to the fact that my voice feels like it is in the process of changing as I go through adolescence, because that's what it sounds like to me. There's definitely kind of a muffling effect from the fuzz on top, which now, of course, I just it's all it's all very resonant, clear as a bell. Yeah, I appreciate your suffering for my benefit. <laughs> so thank you. Well, Anne, are you ready to play? Yes. All right, then we're going to get started right after this short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mattress Firm. How do you sleep at night? No matter what might be keeping you up, Mattress Firm can help anyone sleep. Mattress Firm will find you the right mattress from a wide selection of top brands at every budget. Plus, if you see a lower price somewhere else, they will match it up to 120 nights with their low price guarantee. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale and sleep at night. Restrictions apply. See mattressfirm.com or a store for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor, CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle. Find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This message comes from NPR sponsor ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people across your business, providing intelligent tools to help remove frustration and supercharge productivity. And all of that is built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Learn more at servicenow.com slash AI for people. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot on It's Been a Minute from NPR. All right, Peter, you know the rules of the game. You can guess, but only 
if Anne does not know the answer. Or to put it another way, I can kibitz, but that is all. That is right. You are limited to kibitzing. Uh, all right. These quotes are all from Who's Carl this time? Again, from the month of December 2003. Anne, here is your first quote. I uh, greatly appreciate this. I've only sung one time, and here I'm going to be musician of the year. Now, that was a former senator who had to constantly respond to people who thought he was a famous musician who happened to have the same name. This former senator with a famous name died this week. Who are we talking about? Hmm. No one is coming to mind. Well, uh, now it's a little easy for me because uh, I've been a longtime resident of the state, Illinois, that I used to represent. So he was more well-known around these parts. But if you think about it, there's a way of uh, narrowing it down. A senator who had the same name as a very famous musician, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, you can think about it and you're like, hmm, John Kerry? No, I don't think there was a musician named John Kerry. So can you think off the top of your head of a famous musician who shared a name with a senator? Anybody coming to mind? Was there a senator named Morrissey? I don't think so. Uh, senator Engelbert Humperdinck? <laughs> senator Tom Jones. We're getting closer. Tom Jones. Uh, Smith. One of the great uh, singer-songwriters of the uh, 60s, 70s, and I guess into the 80s and 90s. He, was, he started out as part of a very famous duo. Then he broke up that duo, and he realized that he had all the talent. And he, in this, he was not entirely wrong. Oh, I'm stumped. Peter right now is trying to be your bridge over the troubled water of this question. Who sang that song? Bridge over Oh, it's not. It's like Peter, Paul, and Mary, or there's... Oh, so close. So close, right? Uh, Simon, it's not Simon and Garfunkel. It is Simon and Garfunkel. So, Paul Simon. Yes, Paul Simon. Yay, Yay <laughs> As Peter said, uh, Senator Paul Simon is the answer. You know, he was primarily known for his horn rim glasses and for his bow ties. Uh, and he represented the great state of Illinois in the U.S. Senate and before that uh, in the House. He also wrote 22 different books, including Our Culture of Pandering and You Want to Change the World, So Change It. Oh, is that all it takes? No, jeez. Uh, nice work. We got there, all of us together, through Peter's kibitzing. It worked perfectly. Thanks for the kibitz. There you are. So here, Anne, is your next quote. And it comes from uh, Linda Wertheimer, who on this occasion was sitting in for Carl Castle. Do you suppose the Bush administration has him hidden away somewhere and will bring him out before the election? That was former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. Now, she was making what she insisted was a joke. She was asking a rather cynical question about whether the U.S. would now be able to capture whom. Saddam Hussein? Uh, close. I mean, I, I don't blame you for saying that uh, because the war in uh, Iraq had already begun. I think we had caught him by that time. So we were talking about somebody else who America had been seriously looking for because he had done us quite wrong. Oh, let's see. So 2003. And by the way, a spoiler alert, uh, no, uh, the George W. Bush administration did not uh, bring him out before the election. He wasn't, in fact, found, and uh, I guess the, the euphemist term would be taken care of until around uh, 2011. Oh, wow. This would have been, you know, public enemy number one for the entire time. Uh, Osama bin Laden. Yes! 
That's the guy. Very good. Yes, the answer was Osama bin Laden, that comedy gold mine for us. Uh, of course, bin Laden eluded capture, uh, like Peter said, until May of 2011, when under orders from President Obama, a special operations unit raided a compound where he was living in northern Pakistan and killed him. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, nothing really leads to big humor from us than and killed him. <laughs> and and having sense. Linda Wertheimer, one of the most serious and substantive people ever to work at NPR, do it. I feel like you could feel in that clip, Peter, you being like, oh, boy. All right. We're going to make some jokes about Bin Laden. Here we <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> well, amazing work. And we're going to get us out of this particular quagmire uh, with your last quote. None of this would have happened if she had been named uh, Washington Marriott. That was Washington Post columnist Richard Cohen talking about the sudden rise to prominence of what socialite and now TV star. Mm, one of the Kardashian. Oh, Hilton's Paris Hilton. Yes. Nice. That's right. The answer was Paris Hilton. Uh, At the time, Hilton and her fellow socialite Nicole Richie were starring in the new reality show The Simple Life. Uh, The pair would be put into situations unfamiliar to their Beverly Hills sensibilities, like working on an Arkansas dairy farm or... Just kind of slopping around, I guess. Uh, Hilton recently marked the 20th anniversary of The Simple Life on Instagram using the hashtag That's Hot, a catchphrase from the show. So just a heads up, we are celebrating our 25th anniversary. The Simple Life is celebrating its 20th anniversary. You get to choose whose party you want to go to more. I'll come to the wait, wait party. Oh, Anne. A very, a very flattering but poor choice. <laughs> Well, Anne, that was amazing. You went three for three, and we're going to make sure that you get a voicemail greeting from any one of your choice from our show. That's fabulous. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything that you have been dying to know about the show or a question that you have for Peter? Anything that you'd want to know? I do have a question for Peter. Sure. Go ahead, please. Uh, You know, one of my favorite parts of the show is uh, when it comes to the Not My Job guest and that particular part of the game is wondering what they're going to ask the not my job guest. Yes. So if you were the not my job guest on wait, wait, don't tell me, what do you think that they might ask you about? That is a good question. Um, because, you know, technically that's not my job. It's something that they don't know anything about. Right. And the, 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 the universe of things I don't know anything about is vast. As, as capacious as our actual physical universe. So there's a lot of choices there. But generally speaking, what we do is, is a silly joke based on somebody's name or, 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 or something else about them. Uh, I don't know. Miles, what do you think? You actually might be presented with this job of coming up with something. I think, Peter, your life has intersected with this person a bit, but if we could find three questions that were good enough about the director who almost shares your name... Oh, yeah. That might be it, because there's a director named Peter Seagal that you sometimes will get calls for, right? Yes. On two occasions, I have gotten calls from very big-time Hollywood agents. And, in, in, you know, in the way that you get I don't know if, you, if anybody's ever experienced this, but you get a call and you hear somebody saying, would you hold for very serious agent from very serious agency? And I say, yes, I will hold for that person. And then they come on the line and they go, Peter, hey, how are you? And I go, I'm great. And they say, listen, I wanted to talk to you about this project you're doing. At which point I have on both occasions had to say to them, I think you've got the wrong guy. And they in both cases have said yes. 
they have got the wrong guy. One of these days, I'm just going to say, yeah, it's me. How much money are you offering me? And see if I can finally get out of this radio biz that way. But yeah, that would be an excellent idea. Third time's the charm for that, Peter. I'm really looking forward to you directing the next like Will Ferrell movie with zero directing experience. <laughs> Come on, guys, do what you do. I'll sit here and oversee. And, and Paula and Mo Rocca can be like extras in the cast. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's how people will know it wasn't the other guy. Well, Anne, I hope that that answered your question. Thank you again for joining us. And thank you so much for supporting NPR and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And just thank you for all the work that you all do uh, in front of and behind the scenes, because NPR is really important to have some nonpartisan news and also some just humor to lighten our lives. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Anne. You're very kind. Thank you so much, Anne. Bye-bye. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Your business faces specific challenges and unique opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, custom tailored to your short and long-term goals. Backed by the expertise, strategy, and resources of a top 10 commercial bank, a dedicated team works with you to support your success and help achieve your goals. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. When you're carrying around a lot of stress, therapy is a safe space to get it off your chest. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try at BetterHelp.com slash NPR to get 10% off your first month. With NPR Plus, there's more to hear, like extended interviews with some of the experts we talk to at Planet Money and The Indicator. It's a mistake for economists to only think about economic efficiency when considering policies because you'll actually wind up with a worse outcome. And with NPR Plus, you help keep NPR going. Learn more at plus.npr.org.